Welcome to the KPB Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At KPB, we don't think money should dictate who has the opportunity to play college baseball or who gets to make informed decisions throughout the college baseball recruiting process. And all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the KPB podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the KPB podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. Hello and welcome to the KPB podcast. We're here today with Coach Jim Macieski, Athletic Director and Head Baseball Coach of Malden High School in Malden, South Carolina. Coach Mach, as he's commonly called, has been coaching for 17 years, including the last 12 years as a high school head coach. He's in his third year as Athletic Director at Malden High School, and in addition to coaching high school and being an Athletic Director, Mach has spent five summers with USA Baseball as a member of their scouting task force. Most recently with USA Baseball, Coach Mach worked with the 13-14-year-old Athlete Development Program and the 15U National Team Trials. He sent numerous players onto the college ranks and has a number of his former players playing professionally. Above all else, Coach Mach is a student of the game and runs an outstanding program for his players. Mach, we're excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's let's orient people a little bit with where you're at, where where Malden, South Carolina is. So you guys are located in the upstate Carolina on 85 between Charlotte and Atlanta. Pretty good baseball area. A lot of a lot of good baseball in that area. So, you know, logically, my first question is gonna be what are the Buffalo Bills gonna do this year, man? You're a big Bills fan and Huge everyone's Bills fan. dying to know. Like, is this the year? What what break it down for us? Yeah, hundred percent. This is the year. There's no doubt about it. Um, Vegas odd, odds makers. It's not even close. So I'm with them. Um, I'm gonna go fourteen and three. Okay. Um, you know they're gonna the, the tough tough early part of the schedule. Tough eight games, first eight games. Um, so they're gonna navigate that pretty well and and hopefully figure some things out. And you know hopefully hopefully this is the one. It's been a long time. <laughs> so you went bold prediction with the 14 and three, and then I heard some hopefuls in there. So are you, I mean, is this, the, we, we got to know, man. Well, you're- yeah. So th- that, that was my, that was my natural, your, your typical Buffalo Bills fan coming out, you know, the eternal optimist, but still some, some apprehension because things can go crazy real quick, you know, in, in about 13 seconds, things can go crazy. So, um, you know, naturally, I'm still not over last year um, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs ripping our hearts out. But, uh, no, man, I'm a huge Bills fan, fired up. Um, can't wait for the year. It should hopefully be a good one. All right, so you heard it here first. Bills winning the Super Bowl by a landslide. <laughs> um, Ho- but no. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, but real reason why we're on here, talk shop, talk talk baseball, specifically recruiting development 
um, you run a great program there in Malden. So, um, but this summer is, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, your fifth year working with USA baseball, your fifth summer. So walk us through that experience. What were you doing and, and what were some of your takeaways there? Yeah, this past summer, um, I was fortunate to um, be on a couple of task force um, helping scout for the 15 U national team. So earlier in the summer, I got the scout for the 13, 13 team champs up in Cary. Um, a few weeks later, it was with the national team staff, uh, scouting the 14 East champs, and then very fortunate to be working the 13, 14 athlete development program. Um, and then followed two weeks ago was in Arizona for 15 U trials, um, which People ask me, hey, how'd you get hooked up with that? And my honest to God answer is, I don't know. Um, I got an email five summers ago. Hey, do you want to come and be on a task force and work in NTIS? Absolutely. I will be there. Um, and it's kind of grown from there. Um, so I'm not doing, I guess I'm not doing an awful job when I'm up there. They keep asking me back, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but this summer was, it, it was unbelievable to be around those players, um, coaches, and then, then the, the cake on top of, of everything, you know, the, the icing on top was getting to be on the field and dugout with them and getting to interact with them and coach them and, and just be around that caliber of player was, was in, in absolute. I mean, I called my wife one, one, one night after trials, we're on the field, we're hitting batting practice, Riley Green's playing over the, over the speakers, and I'm just looking around going, I don't belong here. Like, what, what is going on? This is crazy. Um, and I texted her, we got on the bus. I said, that was one of the coolest baseball experiences I've ever had an opportunity to participate in. Um, so it, it's been, I've been really, really fortunate to be able to go do some stuff with them over the last five summers for sure. Yeah. I mean, self-deprecating comments aside, you're a, <laughs> I mean, you're a baseball lifer, right? You're, you're constantly looking to grow. You're looking for opportunities to make your program better. You run one of the best programs in high school baseball. Um, so kind of, kind of take us through your perspective on the recruiting process. So you're around these, these top, top level players for baseball USA. You've had success moving your players at the high school level onto the, to, to big time programs and, and you name it, every level of, of college baseball and professional baseball. So just kind of break down, you know, what, what's your perspective on the recruiting process? Where are we at these days? Um, in all honesty, I think for the high school player right now, it's scary. Um, I think it's, it's in a place right now with the portal, um, you know, with grad transfers, there's, becoming increasingly less and less opportunities to go out and play um, for one reason or another, um, you know, who am I to judge, but the high school guy, the, 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 the high school player that is not the elite, you know, USA baseball top 70 player in the country, I think is, I don't want to say they're getting overlooked, but there's not, there's not any spots. So I think it's, it's, it's not only scary, but I think it's frustrating too for these kids that they know they have the ability. Um, you know, three, four, five years ago, they could have gone to a school they wanted to go to, but just because of where we're at right now with with COVID, and then like I said, with the with the the portal, these opportunities for these kids are scarce. And 
you're, I think you're finding out with the high school guy who really, really has that deep desire to want to go play college baseball because it may not be at the school that they, you know, necessarily have that deep drive to attend. If they, there, there's a place, I've always said there's a place for everybody. Well, we're going to, we'll, we'll find out with these high school guys how bad they truly want to go play um, simply because the, the opportunities really aren't there. Yeah. We, we hear this from pretty much every angle, right? It's, it's the high school kids that are getting squeezed because you have these college programs and, and at the highest levels, coaches are under a lot of pressure to win. Right. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take a player with a proven track record in college baseball, junior college, or a transfer guy? So high school guys are getting the squeeze. So what does that conversation look like with your players just to, to give them a realistic perspective that, Hey, the game in the last, three, four, five years, the recruiting game, it's changed. So how do you communicate that to them? That exact thing. You know, these are the facts. Um, go look at the roster numbers um, and do the math. You know, uh, we we do everything in our power. If, if a kid has that drive and desire to play with the contacts we have around the state, you know, to try to try to fit some kids in where we feel they, they would, they would um, have an opportunity not only to fit uh, on the field, but also academically, you know, it's, it's that exact conversation. That's, that's what we, that's what we tell them. That's what we have been telling. Them. We got three guys right now, um, three twenty threes that are going through the, the, that exact process that are kind of having to tone down their expectations of where they wanted to go play. And a couple of things have popped up for them that they never would have thought, um, you know, they, they would number one, be interested in going to uh, a place and, you know, have come to realize, hey, that they got a good staff over there that, that you know, they're trying to build something. They're trying to grow um, with what they have going on. And um, they've gone to some camps and have really enjoyed their experience so far um, early in the recruiting process. So I think, you know, it's a double-edged sword of it's not good, but these kids are going to have maybe a little bit better experience truly going to a place where they fit, where they, where they have a place, they have a role and, and they're not necessarily, um, you know, just treated like, like one of one of 20 or whatever the number is coming in on, on camp on campus as a freshman. Sure. So are you facilitating a lot of these, these conversations with these programs that maybe they haven't, haven't expected? Are you involved in that process? You know, other than, Hey, here's how it is. And, and these are some of the adjustments you're going to have to make. Do your players involve you and, and have you help out with that? For the most part, for the most part, um, you know, over the years, obviously, I mean, we, we've sent, I don't know where we've sent, we've, we've had 40 kids over the last 12 years go on to play at, at all levels of college baseball. Um, some wanted our help from day one. Um, some kind of just went through the process and, you know, we read about it on Twitter when they committed, um, you know, the, these guys, they want input. Um, they want to, they want to be educated on what's going on. Um, and obviously as a high school guy, that, that makes you feel pretty good when, when they want to have you involved and they, they value your opinion. Um, obviously everybody wants to, to feel that value and appreciation. So it does make you feel good when a kid comes to you and says, Hey coach, what do you think about this place? Can you make a call for me? Um, but, but we're, we're as involved as, as they want us to be. We don't push it on them. Um, I used to get my feelings hurt when we weren't involved. 
it is what it is. So, um, you know, if, if we know somebody within the state where we feel like our guys fit, we'll do everything in our power to, to you know, get the ball rolling and, and facilitate some conversation and, and, you know, send a schedule and some video and, and try to get them on campus for a camp. And after that, whatever happens, happens. Before we kind of get into some of those frustrations, maybe with the, with the high school coach's role, what do you see, like if you could choose your role as a high school coach, if you could just lay it out exactly how you wanted, what would be the role of the high school coach in the recruiting process? Mm. Something as simply as in, involved, call us, you know, ask us our, ask us what, what do you see on this kid? What kind of student is he? Um, how, how is he with his teammates? Does he, is he scared of the weight room? Does he love the weight room? Um, so you're you know, talking the, college, have college coaches reach out to you? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it, it's a slippery slope because everybody within the process has has their niche. They have their role. And, and I think it's all valued. Um, but as, as the high school guy, obviously, I'm, I'm, we're, we're both partial. Uh, there's, there's nobody that knows our kids um, and spends as much time with them as we do. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with baseball. Um, and, and who better to know what the, what the teachers think about a kid? How does he behave in, in the classroom? Are there any issues that way? Um, you know, how, how is he, how is he with his parents? How does he treat his girlfriend? Um, you know, just stuff like that. I think we can provide a lot of value and a lot of insight. Um, and, and for the most part here in, in South Carolina, college coaches, will call they'll call multiple times they they want us involved um you know and who am i to to sit here and, and say what what approach that they have is right or wrong but our, our guys in this state are really good at at uh number one wanting to develop those relationships with us and then following through uh with, with calling us and, and letting us know hey we, we like your kid what do you got on them so um we're, we're pretty lucky but just uh you know give us a call and, and ask us what, what we see and, and what we think would be pretty much it for me. Um, you know, just to have those conversations. Yeah. What about from the perspective of, uh, of a high school student athlete, how do you want them involving you in their process? Like if you could lay it out exactly the way you want it. Um, <clears throat> I would think the first thing would be, you know, not to have their feelings hurt if we, we, we give our opinion on, on their ability in schools um, that we feel like fit their skill set. Um, you know, a lot of times, and you probably dealt with this too, coach, I want to play college baseball. Cool. Where, where do you want to play? Well, I want to go to, I, I really am interested in Clemson, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Okay, dude. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if you're a power five guy. What do you think about this, 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 and this place? And they kind of look at you like, "Well, I'm better than that." You know. Um, so, so maybe taking taking our evaluation of them more of uh, at face value. And it it's funny when you come from full full circle and you see kind of where they end up. Um, you know, for the most part, we're we're pretty we're pretty accurate with, with our 
assessment of, of where these guys can end up. And it goes also back to that first question of what, what is the recruiting landscape now? You know, if, if you're 26 and you're not getting hammered by these power fives, I don't know. There's, there, there's a chance that that's probably not going to happen because I'm seeing 27s commit and those dudes haven't even played a high school game yet. So um, I think just taking our evaluation, kind of, kind of asking us to be, you know, fully transparent. Hey, where coach, where do you think I can play? Um, and after that, if, if, if a kid wants us involved, we'll do it. You know, we'll, we'll help, um, making those phone calls, sending the emails, whatever we got to do. Um, and the kid shows the desire and the ability to do it. I'm all in. Like, I, I don't have a set ideal plan. You want me involved? Let's do it. Like, let's figure out a way. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you answered one of my questions, I think, which my next question was going to be, you know, what do you tell a player if they have unrealistic expectations? And it sounds like brutal honesty, which, you know, which is what we do and isn't always yeah. well received. Um, but, but needs I mean, a lot happen. of times, you know, it's, it's happened in the past where, I mean, I remember one of our guys, coach, I want to go play at Furman. Okay. Um, why, why do you want to go play? And I just start asking questions. Why do you think you can go to Furman? Right. And the kid goes, well, Furman's not that good. I think I could play there. And I kind of took a step back. I'm like, dude, do you know anything about they're they're pretty competitive school in the Southern Conference? Like they're good. Um, let's go ahead and look at their roster. Let's pull these guys up. Let's see who you think you're better than. So we pull up the roster. You're you're a pitcher, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd go there to pitch. Cool. All right. Well, here's this kid. Oh man, he was a perfect game All American. Uh, oh, as a junior and a senior, he was All State twice. You're a senior. What? What do you? Have you done anything? Well, I was, I was all region. Okay, that's good. Let's go to this guy. Oh, another perfect game all American. He's this. He's that. He's this. He's that. Oh, he's a two-time All Southern Conference pitcher. Oh, he was a sophomore. Like so, we try to pull up the roster and just kind of give them some background of the types of guys that they're recruiting, um, and, and give them some perspective. Like a school like Furman was recruiting nationally. You know, it wasn't just guys from the upstate. Um, so, you know, are you better than those guys that are down in Florida, out in California, out in Georgia, and just trying to get them to be aware of of the types of players that are there? And, and in all honesty, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you dealt with this when you were at Upstate. Like, there's guys on my team right now that still think USC Upstate is Division Two. Like, they have zero clue that they're – battling the last couple of years to to win a conference and in playing a regional um so it's it's getting them more so educated on what's out there um and, and get them kind of reeled in a little bit and once they see that they're, they're pretty receptive and, and kind of have an understanding of oh okay um the other thing we do is we encourage them to go to games like if you want to go play at Wofford or upstate or coastal or Clemson like go watch them play. You'll have a chance in the fall with, with these scrimmages that they play, go check them out. Um, and, and that's been beneficial for our guys to, to go see a couple of years ago. We had, I took my daughter out. Erskine was, was playing Furman in the fall and 
couple of our guys were there because they they wanted they were interested in Furman, and we were standing together. In Earth, the, the only difference between the guys that were at Erskine and the guys were at Furman was that the guys from Furman that were playing a little, they were playing Division One, were just a tad bit more physical. Like they ran a little bit quicker. The ball came off the bat a little bit harder. The pitchers were a tick or two above in, in, in their velocity. Like physically, they were all the same kid. They looked exactly alike. Um, in in the, the the different, you could have put those kids from Erskine in Furman's uniforms, and there there wouldn't have been a drop off at all. So getting them to understand that there's good baseball everywhere. Um, there's good players everywhere. Uh, you're not the only good player just because you come out of Malden, South Carolina. There's good players everywhere. And now being associated with USA Baseball, there are, I mean, legitimately like high-level players everywhere. Even even the players that aren't at the top of those classes that, that we watch all summer long are – really high level players um and you know it's just getting them to understand the big picture yeah yeah and you know obviously you have a track record of helping players get to the next level so you have you have some credibility right so that that's got to help kind of keep kids grounded and focused and on the right track um what most of them yeah. Right. <laughs> never, never going to get a hundred of them on, on the same page, but you know, a lot of guys, whether it's getting feedback from their high school coach, a lot of guys have a, a private instructor, travel ball coach. How can, well, first of all, in your area, do the high school coaches and travel ball coaches and private instructors, do they do a good job of working together? in the best interest of the kid. And let's start there. Um, I can't speak for anybody else. Um, but in my experience, I've never, I've, I've never had a summer or fall guy call me. Um, and conversely, I've never called any of our guys summer or fall coaches. Um, you know, the, is there, is there a tension? Is there, I don't think so. Um, I just think, um, I know what I want to do within my, with our, within our program. Um, and I think they, they kind of understand what they're trying to do within theirs. And we just kind of go about our business in a perfect world. Should we be making those phone calls to one another? Because at the end of the day, the kid is the most important piece of our puzzle. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, have, have I said on a yearly basis, I want to call these guys and, and see, pick their brain. Hey, what are you seeing? This is what I'm seeing. Um, what do you think about a swing? Um, how can he get better? What do you think? Um, I, I've never done it. Um, should I do it? Probably. Probably. Um, not to say that it's it's personal. I'm intimidated, um, you know, by any means, but it's just not something that that I do. Um, I probably should, but I don't probably a product of time too. Right. It's like time and time, time and effort. That's what, right. you know, as a high school coach and as you, you're an athletic director, so you're constantly having, having things going on. So right, right. tough, tough to do everything, but let's, so let's go back a little bit. 
you know, you said the the coaches in that area are pretty good about picking up the phone and calling you. What are some of the things that they're asking you about, about these guys when they call? Um, the, the first thing is, you know, can they play? Um, you know, and that, and that obviously they wouldn't be calling me if they didn't think they could play, you know, so that's a pretty quick conversation. Um, but the second, the second thing is what kind of kid is he? Um, you know, how does he, how does he, um, handle failure? Um, I got a call this summer from, from a, a, a school in our state, uh, is the, is the kid a winner? I've never gotten that one before. Tell me why the kid's a winner. Um, you know, can he help change our culture? Stuff like that, um, has been coming up recently, but the, the baseball part of it, like I said, is a pretty quick conversation because they, they've seen them, they know what they're looking for. Um, but what kind of kid, what kind of, what kind of student you have any issues with them? Um, stuff like all the intangible stuff is, is the, the, the meat of, of every conversation that, that we have with these guys. Um, you know, and then at the end, it, it, do we have a shot of getting them? You know, is, are we, are we on, on his radar? Um, you know, and, and for the most part, everybody that I talk to our kids, they, you know, have a genuine interest in, in going to the schools that, that call. So, um, but like I said, it's, it's mainly surrounded around their grades and, and academics, um, the kind of teammate they are, how do they handle failure? Um, you know, are they the same, are they the same guy, you know, how is he when he's four for four and how is he when he's zero for four? Is there a difference? So, like I said, a lot of it is surrounded around, um, you know, the things you can't measure with, with a stopwatch, you can't really gauge with your, with your, with, uh, you know, a, a radar gun and stuff like that. Which getting back to your, your previous point is like, that's why these calls are so important, right? That's why right. having that conversation where you can give them what they can't see is good. So how do, you know, obviously those conversations can go to two very different directions, right? It's right. Hey, this kid is everything you want. And then it's, Hey, this, this kid has that potential. Right. Uh, and, and do your, do your players know you're having these conversations and um, like, do you use that as a way to, to, to mold behavior or change behavior? I mean, how if we, yeah, I mean, if, if, if we need to, um, it's not, it's not anything that we're standing up in front of them or pulling kids in the office going, you know, you act like this, we're gonna, you know, I'll, I'll tell every coach in the state, of, it's, it's not that at all. Um, but, but it is like, what am I supposed to tell this guy if he calls? Um, I, because I, I swore to myself when I got into this, I was not going to lie to a college coach. Um, and just try to push a kid for the sake of getting him to a place that would make us look good. And then four months down the road, you know, that college coach is sitting in his office going, I'm never calling Malden high school ever again. Um, Cause that's unfair to the kids that are coming that, that maybe one day have, excuse me, that potential to, to play at that school. Um, you know, we've, we've had conversations about certain guys um, years ago with, with some, with some coaches that, you know, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we have been dealing with. Um, it's not changing. And the college guy was like, cool, we're out. And I felt really bad and really guilty about that. But at the end of the day, 
um, it wouldn't be fair to that kid. It wouldn't be fair to that coach. And it wouldn't be fair to our program um, if, if we're just pushing kids to push them. So, um, you know, those, those have been very few and far between. Most of it, man, is is just they're, they're immature. You know, they're, they're immature boys, um, you know, and we, we try really hard to make them understand the the more they can improve and, and grow their maturity level. Um, you know, they're going to grow as players. Um, and, and we try to we, we're very we're, we're honest with those guys. We're not going to lie to them. And but a lot of times it's just stupid, immature boy stuff that they they grow out of. Um, so those conversations of, hey, you don't want this kid are, are very few and far between. Yeah. So what is the, you know, having sent 40 guys, like, are you able to like tweeze out like, Hey, these are the characteristics of the kids that go off and have success. And these are the, you know, like what, what separates the college player who's going to stick from the one that, that doesn't. Uh, They love every, absolutely everything that goes into being a college baseball player. Um, They love everything that, starting off, they love everything that goes into being a part of our program. Um, we, we try to run ours as close to a college program as we possibly can. Um, so that's from August until the end of May, like it, it is structured. Um, you know, we're, we're beginning individual drills, right? Individuals right now in September, team practice starts in October. Um, we started conditioning last week. We start back in the weight room next Tuesday. Um, we have classroom sessions with them. We monitor their academics. We do everything humanly possible to set these kids up in the future to, to have a little bit of success and they love it. And if they don't love being a part of our program, what we have them do, they're going to hate life in college. So it's those kids that, that really embrace what we're trying to teach them, um, that, that go on to the college environment and is like, we've, we've done this already. You know, we've been in the weight room. We do the running. We have individuals, man, they're on my, they're on my tail about grades here. Just like, just like Mach was, um, you know, practices are structured similarly, like the expectations, the standards, like it's, it's not different for them. And the guys that go on to college and are like, yeah, this isn't for me. They did the same thing when they were part of our program. So I think that's the number one thing um, I've seen. They, they love everything that goes into being a baseball player um, that really doesn't have much to do with, with playing baseball. So do you try and, as a coach, when you see this in a kid, right, maybe he doesn't have that joy that he needs. Do you, you, do you talk about that? Is that something you discuss with him? Like, hey, he, said, he doesn't have that, that love for every single aspect that you talk about, which you and I both know is going to translate to problems when that's your entire existence, right? Um, 100%. You have those conversations and say, hey, like, here, here's what it's going to be like. And I just don't see that from you. You're not a, you're not going to make it out of pack for us. It'd be, you know, like a local um, power five, pack 12 school for you. It's ACC, SEC. You have those conversations? 100%. 100%. You know, like the, the main one is the weight room. Um, if you don't love the weight room in high school, you're surely not going to love it in college. Um, you know, five, six a.m. lifts, 
um, right to class, you know, quick shower, right to class, practice at one o'clock, um, you know, or if it's, if it's practice lift after quick dinner, study hall, like you're just not going to make it. And, and I think that, that part of it, I think the weight room in, in today's game and how much it's valued uh, at the collegiate level, that could be a number one predictor as well. Was like, is that kid in love with the weight room? Because if he's not, he's probably not a guy that that needs to go play college baseball, depending on where where they're going. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we have those conversations for sure. Yeah, it's and that can be hard to impress upon the kid. Now, when you get the parent in, involved in the conversation, um, that can be even more challenging. So, how how much involvement do your parents have? in terms of this college recruiting stuff with you, how much interaction are you having with the kid? How much are you having with the parent? Is, is everyone at the table or is it, Hey, I'm going to go through the kid and, and you relay this to the parent. It's kind of, it's, it's essentially the same conversation that, that we have with the kid that we have with the parent. If, if you want to solicit our help, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm here. Uh, if you don't, that's fine too. Like it's, it's your kid's life. It's your kid's career. Um, some, some have wanted, like have, have really, really involved us within the process. Um, you know, to the point where they, they've asked to, you know, um, you know, can, can you, uh, I can't take, I can't take him on a visit. I got this business trip. Will, will you, can you take him? Um, I didn't end up taking the kid. They, they figured it out amongst their family, but I'll, the majority of them, you know, ask me what we think, ask me what I think. Um, but uh, again, it just comes down to the family's personal preference. Um, the The benefit we've had from, from being, being here 12 years is that a lot of the places we've, we've had a chance for kids to go. Um, our kids know those guys, so they can just pick up the phone and, and those parents can call those parents. The kids can talk to the kids. Hey, what is it like? Um, you know, what, what's, what, what is really that coach like? Cause he's going to be totally different on the phone and on that official visit. than when you get on campus as a freshman, he ain't going to be the same guy. Um, right. So what, what is it really like? Um, you know, how, how hard is it? How tough is he? How, how hard is school? Um, things like that. Those, those questions that, you know, the kids and the parents can, can bounce off one another, I think is, has been, um, you know, a huge benefit for, for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. I mean, it's great advice, right? It's like, you gotta be honest and you gotta, gotta just lay it out there and let people make their decisions, right? You can't do it right. for them, but you can certainly, especially given your experience, um, you know, you can tell them what it's like at, at these levels, having had players that basically every level of college baseball is awesome. Right. So now let's, let's put your, let's, let's call it commissioner, right? There's no commissioner of, of college baseball, but how would you change the process? If you could, what would you change? You know, whether it's, I'm not even going to lead you, but I, I just want to hear what would you kind of open-ended? What, what do you change? What do you want to see happen different? Um, I would like to see pu pushing pu pushing the 
I guess the the, the contact time frame back. Um, I, and I've I've thought about this, and I think we could all agree, like the state of recruiting, it, it's it's probably not ideal, but it's one of those things. Do do you have a value a valid opinion if you don't have a solution? Um, so I just think it's a hard thing to, to see an eighth grader commit to a school for me. Um, shoot, I would, in all honesty, I wish I had a few of them because that means they're really good players, you know, yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to make that 40 year decision when you're 13 years old. Um, and I, I would really, really like to see that. I don't know if it is it their sophomore year. Um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when you it was kids the, like the summer of their junior year. Uh, I think that's a little late, but there, there's got to be some sort of of time frame, um, you know, where they they can't commit, they can't do anything um, uh, until a certain point, you know, where they've they've been in high school, they've had some time to mature. You you have some sort of academic record you know some sort of academic track where you can look at and say yeah this kid has no shot um you know i i wouldn't mind seeing uh once they commit they they they, they sign that guy like you sign him and he's yours you you have to take that kid for a year uh is that feasible i have no idea but i'm seeing too many got too many kids um, you know, and it's both sides. Too many kids getting to that point that have been committed for three, four years that are backing out of their commitment. And then the, the, the coaches that have had a kid committed for three or four years that are backing out of their commitment. So I just think if you can get something that, that's binding right off the bat, I think we'd be a little bit more careful with the kids that, that we do commit and be a little bit more uh, – thorough in in our evaluations and in projections of these guys so i think too the, the the families would do a little bit more homework on on the staffs that are there and the schools and is that a place i really want to be um as opposed to i don't know they have really cool gear um it's in a cool place of the country stuff like that um so th those are the two i think that could that work i don't know but there's got to be something better i mean it, it's it's not in a good place, not in a good place at all. And I understand why it's gotten like this. So I'm not being get off my long guy by any means. Um, but no. uh, there's, there's got to be something better for everybody involved, both the kids and, and the coaches in the schools. Yeah. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, what we're talking about here is it's accountability, right? Holding people accountable for their decisions yep. and what that does to impact, you know, when you back out and the, 11th hour, what does that do to a kid, right? Leaving them in the literature, um, whether it's the other way around. So right. I think you're right. If you, if you make it binding, Hey, you can, you can commit a kid whenever it's going to be binding. You're going to live with this decision. Well, I think you'd see a lot of people lay off the eighth graders, ninth graders, Yeah, you know, even, even the sophomores in high school. So no, I, I mean, think we've, we've heard, we've heard a couple horror stories from this summer about, kids just essentially being told yeah man there's no place for you here anymore and kids are trying to contact coaches um you know hey what's going on 
what happened and and there's just there's like complete complete silence so um i think like you said accountability by by everybody people are going to start doing some more homework um as opposed to just jumping at the first thing uh that they think is you know a, a great opportunity well and you think about just the turnover rates of coaches right if you're having 30 40 head coaches and this is just at the division one level that are mm-hmm. <laughs> that are gone every year if you're committing as an eighth grader how much turnover is that in the industry i mean right 50 right. you know what what is what are your chances of actually landing on campus right um, right you know and those so, are decisions that by people that make way more money um than we do but it's it's fun to kick around and and, and come up with some stuff i don't know i i hope i hope it's sooner than later that that's something something is done like there there's a lot of smart guys in the college baseball uh world that i think you know could could come up with something um that just makes makes things better for for the kids for the families for them um you know and, and i get it like they they got to win you know they 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 have to win and if they don't win you know they're yeah. looking for another job and and that's what's that's what's tough too. We've had some conversations over the summer um, with, with some of my buddies that, you know, are, are well connected within college baseball, one in the, one in the SEC right now. And, and, you know, the, the ideal situation where, where, you know, they're at is, is, you know, there, there's, we, we want to win at an extremely high level, but also we're, we're still trying to develop people. We're still, we're still trying to get the right kids in here. Um, that fit our culture and what we're trying to do. I don't know how many places are out there that that do that. If it's all cutthroat, if, if they're the unicorn, I would have to to think there there are Division One coaches out there that um, have a real passion and, and competitiveness to to get to Omaha every year and win and do all that stuff, but also understand they are still dealing with people and. Um, those relationships that they build with those people, um, you know, regardless of how much money is made, I think we'll tell you those relationships matter. Um, so, you know, uh, again, I don't, I don't have the perfect answer, but I do know something, something definitely needs to happen. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you and I may not wield a lot of power in terms of creating that change, but I think like what I keep, hearing you circle back to is like the truth, right? Like your role is to provide these players with the truth and whether they hear it or not, you don't control, but you have to tell players, you know, you can commit to this power five school, but there's a chance if things don't, Paul doesn't bounce your way, you know, you're going to be a month away from school and looking for a place to play. I mean, right. And it goes both ways, right? It's like the college coaches, like you said, they have a job to do. They have a family to feed. They have, it's their livelihood. So if we can be honest with our players about that perspective, you know, Hey, you're going to a place where the coach is on a, or you're interested in a program where the coach is on the hot seat. And, you know, if you look at their fall roster, they're going to have 65 guys. They got to be this year, they have to be back down to 35. I mean, hey, this is what you're doing. If that's what you want, if that's the experience you're trying to carve out for yourself, if that's the 
the competition and the path you want to try, go for it. Right. But you need to be right. realistic about right. that, right? So, right. hey, all these yeah, things. Think... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say all these things keep circling back, right? It's like college coaches having conversations with you, you having conversations with the players, players and parents right. getting on the same page. So, no, it's awesome stuff. I think too, you know, some of that can be alleviated at the at the front end if if the, that's coming from the college coach too. You know, hey, we we like you right now. We really do. We project for you to do X, Y, and Z. However, in two years, if you don't project to X, Y, Z, we're going to go find someone that does. You know, and, and I don't know if that conversation is is had within the process. Um, so. And, and they'd be crazy to commit a kid that early. And if they don't project the way they do or, or they, they think, you know, we see this 82, 84 mile an hour arm as, as a ninth grader, that's six foot two, you know, whatever. And man, he, he could be a, he, he could be an, I don't know, 88 to 92 guy in, in three years, man, this kid's going to be really good. And then by his junior year, he's 82 to 84. like they're not crazy for saying, yeah, we don't, we don't need that. I mean, so I think that that upfront, honest, I mean, if you don't develop, like we like you now, but in two years, if you're not to this point, we're going to find someone that is. And, and I think that that could help um, alleviate some of the issues that are going on as well. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're touching on a lot of really good themes and we could, I know we could and we probably will next time we run into each other have conversation long into the night about yeah uh, about some of the stuff and what we can do to to influence positively the path for for some of these kids. But I think right. you know, a lot of the themes that you're hitting on are are critical, and um, that's why we want to have high school coaches on on the podcast to talk about hey what what does recruiting look like from your vantage point. Right. How is it, you know, and for you to, to sit on here and say, you know, it's, it's tough the last four or five years. It's tough on these high school kids. They need to yep. know that they need to know that. So, um, so I'm not going to keep you all night, man, not tonight, <laughs> but maybe, maybe if we run into each other at the convention, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Let's do it. We'll do that. But, um, you know what I want to just kind of summarize or have you summarize kind of, Hey, what's your, let's start with this. Like, what's your best advice for, for a high school player? Not, let's, let's call it a freshman comes into your program, really, really wants to play college baseball. What do you tell them? What's, what's your best piece of advice? Very simply be the best player at your high school. Um, there's not many, I don't think there's many, many high school guys that aren't the, you know, the best, if not one of the best, where they are, they get many opportunities to go on and play. Um, you know, that that needs to be their first and foremost goal is, and, and it's cliche and everybody, you know, you you got to be the best where your feet are. It, it's, you know, you, you hear everybody say it, um, you know, embrace where you are, be, be the best, um, you know, freshman shortstop that you possibly can. And if you do that day after day after day, um, we, we had the conversation with our boys uh, two, two days ago. Like if everybody in that dugout or, or if you're sitting there trying to be 
the the best you can be today and you do it again tomorrow and you do it all week and you do it all month and you do it for six months and you do it for a year and you do it for two years, like you're going to get opportunities to go play at the next level. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but we're, we're all trying to skip these steps. You know, we're all trying to get as an eighth grader, I'm trying to get to the power to, to a power five school. Well, there's a whole lot of stuff that has to happen between, you know, your eighth grade year and your senior year that have to happen. And if you, if you gloss over all those steps um, and you lose focus of what's important today, that stuff four years, five years from now, it's not going to happen. Um, so my biggest thing for those kids and, and for parents too, like, you, you got to embrace all the stuff in between, you know, the getting stronger, the getting faster, um, having, having the academics and the test scores that align with you getting into um, whatever school you want to go play at. Like if that stuff doesn't align, you, you don't have a shot. Um, we, were, we were talking about, uh, so Bryce Teodosio, um, center fielder in the, in the Angels organization, played center field for Clemson for, for four years. Awesome kid, unbelievable player. Um, like, like he's a real base, like he, that you talk about a kid that loved everything that went into being a baseball player. That's the dude. And dream school is Clemson. I remember him being 12 years old, coming to one of our camps, head to toe Clemson stuff. Um, showed me a letter last year he brought to our first pitch dinner that he he wrote to himself in like second grade or something like that saying he was going to be a Clemson baseball player so he gets recruited he's going to be a preferred walk-on as we know the scholarship money like that high level player is not getting a scholarship um so he comes into my office one day just like stressed out as 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 could be because he was I don't know 10 points short on his SAT and the sliding scale with his GPA like he wasn't going to qualify for some for some academic money and he was scrambling to try to try to re-register for a test and you know because he needed that extra couple thousand dollars it was really important um and just going back to the point of academics like to that freshman that you brought up, like your, your, your grades as a freshman matter. Um, they can cost you a lot of money in four years in, in scholarship money. If you don't take seriously every single class that you take and do the absolute best you possibly can, like that 92, that's an 88. That could be a couple thousand dollars and a couple points in your GPA that can eliminate you from, from a lot of money. So um you know, and, and he's just one of them. You know, we've, we've had other other cases of guys that had opportunities to play at some big time schools that just never did because they, they didn't have the grades. Um, it worked for out for him in the end. But, um, you know, just making sure you're embracing absolutely everything you possibly can on a daily basis, day after day after day after day. And it takes a, a mature kid to be able to do that at 14 years old. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's my biggest piece of advice. You can't skip steps. Finch tells me all the time we talk hitting. I mean, you know, like 
we can't we can't get to a big league level swing if we don't go through steps one, two, three. Like we can't skip them. We we gotta we gotta make sure we're, we're mastering all of them. And the recruiting process and, and wanting to play college baseball is no different. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's, I, I almost don't want to ask you anything else. Cause that's just a great mic drop. <laughs> like for everyone to know, it's like, Hey, grades fall in love with the process, dominate where you're at, all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's gold. The, the advice is gold. Doesn't, doesn't get any better. So of course, I'm going to challenge you to, to best that, you know, I want you to reach deep, deep down inside your, your USA experience, your, your, you know, 17 years coaching baseball, you're playing baseball uh, at the collegiate level. Um, leave us with the mic drop, man. Last thing you want to say, it could be, it could be anything could be uh, whatever you think is useful and no pressure. Cause you literally just, had a mic drop no pressure. And, then, and then I blew it for you. Um, I think it's really important for any high school coach out there, um, you know, that on a daily basis, we're, we're teaching our kids um, to honor the game, to respect the game and to protect the game. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a certain way, baseball players conduct themselves there's a certain way the game's supposed to be played um and i think it's our job as high school coaches that that we instill those characteristics within our players that doesn't say that doesn't go to say we're no fun we don't play with energy you know we, we don't do all that other kind of stuff but you know I, i've seen a lot of things over the last couple of years that it, it really breaks my heart for the game um and as a high school coach, it's our job to instill those values and in, in those um, ideals within our players to make sure, again, we, we're, we're protecting the game, we're honoring the game, and we're respecting the game. Um, you know, for example, like the, the, the opponent, the, the opponent's invisible, like they don't exist. It, it's breaking my heart that we're spending so much energy yelling at other dugouts. Um, and losing focus on what we're supposed to be doing during the game. So again, that that's just a, that's just a brief example. But again, you know, as a high school guy, we're, we're, we're guardians of the game. Like we, we got to protect it. Um, and that's weird. That's, um, you know, a, a sappy mic drop, but I'm really passionate about making sure our kids understand that the, the, the honor, the, the traditions of this game are really, really important. And they will never fade, regardless of how big our sunglasses get or how much eye black we can put on our face. Um, you know, there, there's a certain way to play. And if we want to go with the eye black and the bat flip, we're cool. Let's do it. But we're going to play. We're, we're going to we're going to honor the game. We're going to protect it. And we're going to do the things the right way all the time. And if you can do that with doing all the other stuff, cool. Let's do it. Um, but I think we're losing a little bit of focus um, uh, about, you know, how this game is supposed to be played and how we're supposed to act and conduct ourselves. So, mic drop. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of the KPB podcast. 
If you find value in our podcast, please help us make it better. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a five-star rating. Write a review. All of that helps us get this information into the hands of those who need it most. We're always beyond excited to get questions and provide more information. You can reach us by email at keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Our Twitter DMs are open. That's at keepplayingbb. Same is true for our Instagram account. That's at keepplayingbaseball. And Facebook, keepplayingbaseball. We're always excited to help provide you with the information that you need to make educated decisions in the recruiting process and move towards your goal of playing college baseball. Don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything, and we'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care.